Welcome to episode 120 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. It's March, but all the madness happened tonight on AEW Dynamite. We had a rebar mitzvah in the ring to kick off the show. That was pretty fun. That we'll get to a little bit later. But then we had a pretty crazy main event. It was for the AEW Trios Championship between the House of Black, the Elite, and the Jericho Appreciation Society. Find out how that all wrapped up. Plus, we got some new TV segments and some special guests arrive on the show in the women's division. So, lots to get to tonight. Before before we get into all that good stuff, let's introduce the boys real quick. He's over in Glendale. He thought he was going to burn down the city if Jet Jarrett didn't win tonight against Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, there's still some... Still, uh, Glendale is standing after this guy who keeps it regal, Steve Grobschmidt. Yeah, there's no promos today. This is serious. This is a real life situation. Um this is the travesty went on in pro wrestling tonight. And um I don't think well, Glendale's not gonna be the same again. You guys will probably hear about it a little later if you turn your TVs on. But uh yeah, I meant what I said and I carried it out. Glendale won't be the same, and I don't think Milwaukee will ever be the same again. Again. <laughs> yeah well steve was a little uh po'd after jeff jarrett didn't take the title off of uh, orange cassie tonight fun match but i don't know i kind of like it on orange we can leave it up for debate but let's uh let's keep uh it moving over to our other co-host you just heard him a second ago he likes to keep it freshly squeezed his name's matt michelson what up matt not much just giving a shout out to canada's favorite son sammy guevara <laughs> I always love that. What a word. Canada's favorite son or the, you know, whatever. Any wherever they're at and they always say their favorite son who's ever in the ring and it's usually just some dirt ball, you know, that's <laughs> that's wrestling. Not to mention all like the philanthropists in the community, you know, the upstanding citizens. No, it's uh Rick Flair who likes to whip his dick out on flights and uh <laughs> corner women in bars or something like that you know you know what i'm saying or, or canada's favorite daughter who wrestled uh jade today and uh in the squash match mm. forgot her yeah. name already Nicole <laughs> something oh nicole yeah. matthews yeah just a great job or name for a woman nicole matthews doesn't sound like somebody who runs the checkout aisle at a hardware store or anything like that <laughs> born wrestler born all right wrestler Speaking of born wrestlers, we got to get to this bar mitzvah that uh, occurred. Uh, it was MJF that led off the show. This was going to be real fun stuff. You could all, you could tell from the promo last week how they were billing it. You knew it was going to be good. There's balloons in the ring. MJF comes out in this awesome costume. He's got sunglasses on. He's got the puffy hat. He kind of looked like Jamiroquai. 
Um, it was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he gets in there, he does his thing. And all of a sudden, the three other pillars of AEW come in. Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara. They all give their piece. Why they deserve that they're the best and why they deserve a title shot. And they're cutting promos back and forth. So who's going to get the first piece of MJF, do you think, Matt? Honestly, I couldn't tell you after this promo battle. And I almost feel like none of them deserve it. And I'll explain why. So... Before these guys all came out, we got to talk about MJF's bar mitzvah just a little bit. It was pretty entertaining. I think when all the extras ran out with the chair, I knew immediately what was going to happen, and I was so happy and excited. (laughs) Thankfully, for whatever reason, some nights, most nights, Becky, my wife, will not watch AEW Dynamite. She'll kind of do her own thing. For whatever reason tonight, she was kind of just watching along, as sometimes people do. She was really into this, and it was super entertaining. I think that once once the pillars all came out, like you said, Mike, they were cutting promos back and forth. Becky brought up a really good point. A lot of these promos, I think these guys were intending to cut each other down, but it seemed like at the same time, they just ended up cutting down Tony Khan and AEW as a system more than each other. It wasn't really focused on each other's characters. There was too much of a shoot, I think, with a lot of this. Because even at one point, Becky goes, okay, so if he's unhappy with the fact that MJF is getting pushed to the moon, isn't that something he should take up with his boss? <laughs> Which <laughs> is so true. We as wrestling fans really suspend disbelief a lot, I think, some more than others. But I think for someone who maybe isn't as much of a wrestling fan, when you start talking like that and shooting on each other, you got to be careful with how the crowd is going to perceive it. We've talked a lot in past episodes recently, especially about how AEW just doesn't seem to have the same magic that it used to. And I honestly think this is the root of the problem. It's back in the day, AEW was the babyface promotion. They could do no wrong. And you didn't really know what all was going on backstage because at the time it was such a new promotion everyone was just excited to be there now i don't know that that's so much the case and we're starting to see all these rumors and backstage stories come out on screen and you got to wonder how it's helping AEW if it is at all but regardless of all that i thought this was pretty good these guys you know can do no wrong they did a good job besides you know the obvious things i just mentioned if I had to pick one guy from this group, I would say Darby Allen. Like he seemed like the crowd was the most behind him. His promo I thought was the best of the three by a mile. Sammy Guevara just I you know, people feel how they feel about him. Jungle Boy still seems like he's rehearsed everything ten times before coming out. There just wasn't like an organic feeling to what he was saying all that much. But with Darby, it felt a little more organic. And obviously he's held singles titles before. So if you're going to put someone into the world title picture, he's obviously the most well positioned for it. So yeah, I'd love it to see if it were him, but I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see how the story unfolds in the coming weeks. Yeah, it will be. I think Darby will get his day as champ in AEW. And man, that's going to be really, really interesting man of his size. Though, I mean, he, he's got the heart, you know, unmatchable by anybody. Like he wants, he's got to want it more than anybody. The stuff that he does with his body, uh, putting it on the line. Yeah. It's going to be crazy if he gets the belt. So it would be kind of weird. Like if they started with Sammy, if they started with, uh, Sammy, then go to Jungle Boy. 
MJF takes out both those guys, and then Darby gets his shot, and then they create that huge, huge buzz. Like, oh well, MJF just went through all these other two, and then Darby's next, so he's gotta because he's like the third pillar, you know. And then if he doesn't, then it's like, oh god. So then there'll be so much more heat on um, MJF maybe if they go that route. So yeah, good point, Matt. What do you feel about this, Steve? Yeah, you know, Matt brought up something interesting there because. Um... Yeah, it's like they they did a little too much inside baseball. I mean, I th- overall, I thought it was really good. I'm not going to bash it. But, like, when Sammy's talking about how he was, like, a, I forget his exact words, but essentially the guy to take the pins in uh, on the Jericho Appreciation Society, like, that's you're basically in your promo in the ring saying it's fake. Like, 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 how would you be positioned? Yeah, I mean, unless you're kind of saying like you're an afterthought, but I don't know. It got a little weird there. Like, yeah, no, you're right. They really the, the they're ripping on the backstage politics. They're not ripping on each other. Um, and um, but other than that, I mean, I don't know. I I think it was good. I think it's weird that Sammy kind of did double duty where he came out for this one and then went for the 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 six man title. I don't know where they're gonna go for that. I mean, we're gonna talk about the main event later. But uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be Sammy because he's not he's too much of a heel. Like 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 the crowd popped a little bit. Like he had a couple good moments, but they did they weren't behind him. And I think if he wrestled MJF, I mean, if anything, I guess MJF would get the universal cheers of that match. Maybe that would be worth it for one match. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I think I actually think Jungle Boy will be the first challenger unless somebody intervenes and kind of distracts him because you know he's hot off that feud um yeah the only bad thing is he's not going to probably win the title so i don't right. know i could see darby, old... darby to your point though before i quit talking um they better move fast if they're going to ever have darby as the champ because i don't know how long he's going to have with what he puts his body through i was thinking the same thing and i think one thing i didn't mention my favorite part of this whole segment which went on for almost 20 minutes was uh after sammy got done cutting his promo when mjf made some comment like so you can just propose to another girl in the next seven months it was so cathartic to hear that because i feel like that is the crux of why fans really dislike sammy guevara in like a real life heat way yes mjf is the first person on this segment to actually point that out so mm-hmm. and you could tell the fans immediately got behind him when he said that like yes this is this is the problem so <laughs> yes this is why we don't like they, him right and i'm curious if they keep playing into that i mean sammy fired right back with wait didn't your fiance leave you so they both kind of got one over on each other and I, I think that was probably the best part because again it's not them shooting on the company it's them shooting on each other which always makes for the best storytelling so hopefully that continues on and because Quite frankly, I feel like if Sammy Guevara is ever going to get back into any position where he can be anything but just a straight up go away heel, he's got to get to a point with the fans where he's acknowledged what he's done and somehow they build on it. Yeah, I was telling Steve on the uh, pre-show of this <laughs> that I was I was I I missed what what Sammy. Um, what MJF said to Sammy. And I was so happy because I was like, hoping Sammy would actually say, yeah, I did every job there was to do. Then I was, uh, you know, I overcame my jobber in the inner circle status with Chris Jericho. I got TNT champion three times over and I ended up marrying and banging the hottest chick in AEW. 
So I thought that would be great to put in there. I'm glad MJF worked that in there. And then, yeah, came back and got into MJF's personal life. But yeah, I think uh, I think Samuel get a shot. He'll 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 end up losing. I think Jungle Boy will be the first though because MJF did walk over to him and actually did put his hands on Jungle Boy. He just basically kind of blew off Darby and Sammy like bye or like see you later, both of them. But he actually went over the Jungle Boy and actually started some shit. So that could be a little telling too. But nothing really got like. I mean, they have to have one of these three be the first to step up right because then what's the whole point because it's they didn't really like resolve anything right i hope i hope they do because i was just thinking too it's like coming out of the pay-per-view ricky starks and jungle boy were kind of in single similar situations they both had the big win they kind of end their feud and they both hinted that they were going to go on to bigger and better things with ricky starks we got the swerve that nobody really gives a shit about where he's got to wrestle with juice robinson now um they can't pull the same crap with like jungle boy like he really they kind of kind of pull the trigger i think strike while the iron's hot even if he's not meant to win the title so i really mm-hmm. hope somebody doesn't come in and swerve us and some unexpected person because you're doing that with another like top star so yeah i hope i think they gotta actually commit to one of these things instead of swerving all the time Totally. And it would be good to have somebody, you know, that isn't a veteran, someone who's an up and comer, like give us give us that match because they've been grooming these guys for three years now. For anybody, we've said this before, but for anybody that bitches about AEW, like riding off the WWE coattails, they're so wrong because at the end of the day, they keep going back to the, the, the pillars. They keep propping up it's like the pay-per-view all the young guys won uh hangman adam page you know he keeps winning against people like moxley and that they keep when Mm -hmm. a time when the chips are down they keep sticking with the homegrown talent and i think it'd be nice to keep doing that on this in this case for sure for sure yeah and um there is some homegrown talent that was in the main event this evening too and that's the elite with kenny omega and they took on current champs, the House of Black, and also was it Garcia? Yes. Um, yeah, it was Garcia, Sammy. Sammy, and Chris Jericho of the Jericho Appreciation Society, Manitoba finest Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega too. So, two of the <laughs> Canada's favorite sons uh, going at it in this big, big heated rivalry. And I don't know, the House of Black, love the intro, but when you got a guy named Buddy in the House of Black, like, it just kind of takes away a little bit of the darkness a little bit. What's his name, (laughs) Buddy Robinson? Buddy Buddy Matthews. Buddy Matthews, yeah. Like, oh, we got Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy. Like, (laughs) it's almost like you think of Elf or something like that. It's just a little distracting. I think they should have just totally you know, rebranded him as something like, uh, I don't know. Doom Hellspawn. I don't know. Something. Something. Not Buddy. Buddy sounds like somebody who's ringing a bell outside of uh, CBS during <laughs> Christmas time for the Salvation Army. <laughs> anyway, so it was pretty good. Um, Steve, you said that they botched the ending on this. I didn't really catch this. First of all. I think they did. Unless. Oh, go ahead. 
No, I was going to say maybe just set up the match a little bit because, full disclosure, I was putting my son to bed and I was kind of in and out. Whenever the Elite come on and the House of Black come on, it's always time for Gino to go to bed. I'm kind of a little mad about it. One of these times I'll get to see these guys wrestle in full. Have a conversation with your son. You'll you'll work it through with them. Yeah. Um, (laughs) No, I mean. Listen, you little dick. No. (laughs) (laughs) You little dick. (laughs) Daddy wants to watch the elite and buddy. I don't wrestle. think you. I don't think you understand, son. It's the house of yeah. black. <laughs> we were waiting so I long usually... for them to hold the titles. Yeah, this is usually when I hit my pen when the lights go out uh, at live events when these guys come out. So anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess just to briefly summarize, it was. I mean, predictably, it was a really good match. They really played off of the. They teased the entire time having Jericho and um. And Kenny Omega duke it out, and then somebody'd wind up interfering to kind of mess with it. And then there were a couple times Jericho and Kenny teamed up, and that got the crowd going crazy. And then they finally got at it. And then what did they do when they first started laying hands on each other? They did a hockey fight, which of course the crowd loved. This is the home uh-huh. of the Jets, of course. And uh, but you know, so it was a good match. I mean, they kind of did all the hits, but uh, no, do your 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 point earlier or what you what you teed up earlier unless i missed something jericho was the legal man they knocked him out of the ring and then i think it was garcia came in and they wound up like or or sammy one of the two and they clocked him and then pinned him and it was like wait what i mean and even the announcers were confused so either jericho did this super subtle thing that we'll see on the replay that as he was falling out of the ring he tagged out or they they screwed it up um And I don't know. I mean, they could turn this around because as we saw at the ending, then they had this weird like the the never ending Blackpool Combat Club Dark Order fight that like spilled into the ring. And then the hangman kind of paired up briefly with um, the elite in the ring. So like, are they hinting that the elite are going to take on the combat club? Um, If they did something like that, I suppose they could drag this out by saying the Jericho appreciation, like you pin the wrong man and get another match out of those guys in the House of Black. But I don't know. I I think they just secured it up. But uh, no, it was a good match. I mean, normally I don't get hung up too badly on those things because shit happens. But uh, it was a bit of a screw up. It was. Especially when your announcers are confused. Yeah, I didn't even catch that. So I I really appreciate you calling that out. I might have to go back and actually watch it. but yeah, I, the part that when you said there was a botch, I honestly was thinking of the end of the show because kind of like you mentioned earlier, Steve, we have Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite in the ring and then Hangman caught in the middle. And right as the show's going off the air, Hangman's turning around and realizing that the Elite had backed him up. And we never even get to see him make eye contact with them or like what happened after that. And I don't know. I really hope AEW realizes what happened and then, you know, follows through on the rest of the story next week or something, because I'm really curious, like Hangman and the Elite have been on again, off again since day one. So if they're going to be on again, yeah, tell that'd be us. pretty great. Well, and Adam Cole's some... coming back, too. So where does he it's, fit it's, in? It's, it... mm. Yeah. Could be very. I don't uh, know. Yeah. A lot of moving parts that are that could be exciting, but I don't know. So I want to. I got a hot take here that I commented to my friend Gary. Um, that I'm wondering, you guys, like, you know, we watched that that match. I know it, uh, we don't have to go into the details of it, but the Dark Order versus the Blackpool Combat Club. I bring it up because that you know they showed up at the main event too. Um, I think the right call is to have the Blackpool Combat Club heels, but 
as I was watching tonight, I'm like, I'm, I'm kind of over the Blackpool Combat Club. I think they're just kind of boring right now. And I don't know, this feud's not doing much for me. And I think part of my, my problem is it's also like Wheeler Yuta was sort of charming when he was sort of the awkward good guy. But now that he's trying to be this hard-ass bad guy, it's like kind of a dude that's not hard ass trying to act like one and i don't know none of it's not working for me i think the i don't know maybe it's partly because regal's gone but um i don't know i'm not feeling the black Pooh combat club anymore they used to be the coolest thing now it's like i kind of just want them to be done maybe alex abrahantes is the one writing for wheeler yuda how to make him look bad ferocious because <laughs> yeah. the dude looked like he was been up for five nights straight whatever he was cutting with Ray Phoenix. He looks like he was on a Coke bender with a uh, freaking Daryl strawberry or something like that. Sorry, Mike, I was just going to add to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole Alex Abrahantes thing was weird. I also think when Ray Phoenix was cutting a promo, it seemed like the crowd couldn't really hear what they were saying because I, I heard you hear the crowd yelling, but it was almost like they were yelling at them to like, do something or fix the sound because that promo sounded kind of funny in the one right before it too like with daddy magic at yeah. first didn't really come through so i don't know if right. it was a production flub or what but hopefully not that's canada, they had enough of those know. yeah that's canada it's probably fault. some maple syrup stuck in the uh soundboard and uh the buttons were sticky to mm. to go on certain mics i bet what did uh what did uh page or, i'm sorry sorry i call them like neckbeard twats or something <laughs> yes <laughs> that somebody got funny. hard off of it i bet yeah mm. anyway yeah yeah it was kind of a weird little show tonight with a lot of fun points i oh, mean sure as long as i get a little daddy magic in my life i'm totally about it but as something else that was very entertaining was qtv QT Marshall doing a spinoff of TMZ where if you've ever seen TMZ, it's just like these stupid California people all sitting around in like the bullpen or the whatever they call it in corporate America where other cubicles are. And, you know, they're writing their stupid ass clickbait stories. And then there's a leader at the front. It's Harvey Weinstein. I always wanted to go as him as like for Halloween is just hold like a highlighter and uh, one of those drinks. Uh, with a big long straw and just sip out of it the whole time and just laugh at just the dumbest stuff. Have you guys ever watched TMZ? Oh yeah, I watch it almost every day actually. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Every day? It'll, so it'll usually be on. have been hard like, off of this, Matt. Well, it's it's usually on TV right before Becky and I usually eat dinner, so it'll just we'll just have it on in the background. But we do end up watching bits of it. So the moment yeah. QTV came on, I knew exactly what they were doing, and that I did kind it. of make me laugh. Just the format. I also thought Powerhouse Hobbs being sitting there in that group just cracked me up because he, he looks so <laughs> out of place, but it somehow it works. Yeah. strangely, I liked it totally. I did too because it looked like he was pissed off, and then you're thinking, "Oh, is this a storyline that he's with these guys, but he's not real happy?" But he joined in enough that I think he was just being a hard ass like he normally is. But it was, yeah, he was funny by not being funny. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm into it. QTV, QT Marshall never really liked. Probably the guy who was coming his pants the most was the guy who sat next to us at All Out during this when uh, QT Marshall. Uh, job to the big show, Paul White. Oh, yeah. So he's probably real happy somewhere living in his mom's basement. Shout out and, to that guy, um, friend of the channel. 
Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he's still listening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's no Glenn, but who is? <laughs> Shout out Glenn from Indiana. Yeah, but I hope they kind of keep going with this because I find it very entertaining. I don't know. I think Hobbs looks good. I, they got a good diversity of uh, people in there. I I said on the text thread, I was like, if this was Mark Sterling and his group, I would still love it because just this TMZ angle, I just love so much. But this fits QT a little bit more. He 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 does he pulls off a very good Harvey Weinstein. I I must say that with his you know he's kind of balding as well, the receding hairline. It just fits great. So you know this could be like his Sami Zayn moment. How Sami Zayn just got so big on this uh, part of his career after being in it for so long. This could be his shot. Let's go with it. I'm on board. And uh, yeah, one other big piece of business happened tonight. And it was Taya Valkyrie that came out after uh, Jade uh, beat some Canadian jobber, Nicole Matthews. Shout out to Nicole. Is that it? Yeah, friend of the show, Nicole. Yeah. At the uh, Ace Hardware uh, checkout line, aisle five, you can see her tomorrow. She'll be working. Uh, I think she's um, taking the day off after the beating she got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Well, now Jade has a formidable opponent in Taya Valkyrie, a veteran in the business, wife to uh, Johnny Mundo, Jim, John Morrison. Uh, what other name? Johnny Drip Drip. Johnny Botchfest. Johnny Botchfest. Yeah. That's my I name mean, for him. <laughs> dude come on give him a break i'm not the a stuff fan that that guy I, when, pulls he, up. when he when he wrestled in aew a year or so ago it's like dude you've been doing this this long and you keep fucking up moves it's like oh come yeah on. yeah it's crazy his time in lucha underground guy was really good but yeah i don't know what yeah, it was, was awesome. when he came to aew it just did not work Dude, maybe that's when he picked up alcohol or something because the guy <laughs> literally doesn't like eat anything. He, doesn't, he has no fat in his body. No, like he's never even smelled a piece of bread. He probably just drinks like five gallons of water a day and vegetables and does like fucking crunches the like in his sleep before he even puts his feet on the goddamn floor. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I And plus, yeah, Taya Valkyrie, what a what a spouse to. I don't know. It's a very odd couple. It makes it very weird. Um, but she's in. She's gonna be look. This was rumored. I don't we, know if we talked I, about I don't it know, on the text thread. I don't know if she's all elite yet or not. But she is gonna wrestle on Rampage. I presume against some jobber. But uh, yeah. So That'll in real life, she's probably wrestling right now. And there's probably that's right on the internet. Yeah. 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 True. Yeah, we'll have to take to Twitter to see how she does. Gotta think it's only was what was her name in NXT? Remember when they brought her there? Monet? Yeah. No, no, that's oh, right. Shit. It was uh, Frankie Monet. Frankie oh, Monet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Frankie Monet. Yeah, and she did not do well stuff. in NXT, and I don't think it was by her fault by any means. It was just how she was booked and did not get. It's weird. Yeah, they really. Yeah. Has, was she awesome in Impact? Is that where yes. I know she was great? Impact, okay. I think other places, but she was pretty solid and kind of a beast, you know, not not to the level of like an awesome Kong, but like kind of that like, you know, because she's yeah. tall. I mean, you saw her stand up against uh, Jade and she, she's taller, uh, but they tried to do something cute with her in NXT and it didn't really work. She's real sturdy. Mm-hmm. I would oh, yeah. say like she's got haunches for legs and uh, she's got, you know, big square shoulders She's got very defined features pretty much everywhere on her honor. So um 
Yeah, she would be a tough customer. So this will be a real test for Jade. I don't think Jade drops anything to her, though. No. I don't think so either. I think it's the first credible opponent Jade's going to have in a while, though, until Statlander comes back. I know. We've been singing that forever. When is our cosmic girl going to make her return? I don't know. I don't know. Who can we throw at Jade? it's really just kind of honestly, like I've said before on the show, I applaud Tony Khan if he's that committed, but it's like, man, this is just the never ending. And they haven't really stacked up anybody great for GJ in a while. So it's like, it just really looks like they're just putting a long pause on something. Now, well, if they, they are and, and Chris comes back and wins the title, it'll, it'll be awesome. I'll, I'll be super happy, but man, it's yeah. been a long, painful road to get there. I feel like they just keep changing her hair color to make it seem like it's not the same for over a year. You know, like her hair was like green, white, blue. Remember when she first came in? It was that shack angle with Brandy. Yeah. And they called her like a heifer or something like that. Like that was like Brandy's like when she busted out when nobody we didn't even know who Jade was. We just saw like this ripped woman cut a shoot. I mean, she kind of was very nervous she said she's teaming up with shaquille o'neal great angle um but yeah here she is 52 and oh years later 54 kind of amazing. is it 54 okay well it might be 55 now well no i think it's 54 now yeah it's kind of like goldberg you know how they just say whatever number as long as it's more they than did, what they, they said did the previous goldberg's week. a little yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I watched his uh, his A and E biography. Which are you guys watching more of those? I keep hearing more and more stuff. People are coming up to me and like, "Are you watching these uh, biographies on A and E Network TV?" I know Charlie dropped the NWO one was really good, and then uh, Jake the Snake's on there. Have you guys checked these out yet? I haven't. My dad called me today to tell me that the the um... China one was really good. So, yeah, I heard the China one was awesome. But yeah, it's funny that, you know, people, I mean, out of my friends, they know that like I love wrestling. And maybe they don't know that I have a podcast, but they do know that I love wrestling. And they're like, hey, I was, this was on. And did you watch it? It was really good. So I don't know if it's like really good and they're just trying to say what's up. But uh, I do want to find a little more time to watch those. I agree. I'd I'd like to see a little. Yeah, I just I I haven't either. But man, like now I keep hearing word of mouth, which is Mm -hmm. kind of the best endorsement. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. I absolutely I would if I had cable. Um, Honestly, though, are those biographies are those produced by WWE? They are. I believe so. Okay. And Matt, they're on our DVR on Sling. Remember when I gave you my password? So it's right there for you. Oh, no, no, that we endorse that behavior. Either way. (laughs) <laughs> I'm open with it. Anyway, I like to prop up my buddies. I like to sponsor my buddies. Oh, speaking of which, um, yeah. my wife did buy me a early Christmas present, and it was a book light that I can clip on to my very own copy of Gemini Girl because I tried really? to read it uh, late at night because I've been really – I'm trying to not I, – I spoke – before we got on the pod tonight that I think my eyes are going because I feel like I'm just looking at TV or my phone or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to read for at least a half hour before I go to sleep. And that's how I go to bed, not scrolling through shit, not, you know, doing this and that. 
So I picked up Gemini Girl. Good, good. Got my hard copy that I'm very excited to um, get signed someday by the man who wrote it, Steve Grossman. You can buy it on Amazon, on Kindle, or hard copy, and it'll arrive to you in two days. So cool. So Hot off the presses. Yeah. So make sure you go on Amazon and uh, order your copy today. You don't even have to be a sci-fi fan. It's just great quality reading. And it you is. know it's 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 Women's History Month, and it's a story about a, a strong, kick-ass uh, female. So yeah, it's a good, good tale for the very good story. And Mike, I think you mentioned this, but it is available on Kindle for ninety-nine cents. I'm currently I'm sixteen percent of the way through, and I, I I might be a little biased, but this, it's really well written too. So even if you're not a sci-fi fan, like Mike said, definitely check it out. I appreciate that. Totally. Yeah. Can't wait to clip on my reading nightlight that my wife gave me. I'm super excited about it. I'm almost 39 come August, so here's where I'm at in life. So, yeah, man, pick up your copy of Gemini Girl today. So, before we get to the back end of the show here, we got to get to the mailbag. And we got to go to promo of the week. And this one comes to us from Slippin' Jimmy. From Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. <laughs> Is that well, a you know real who, place? That's yeah, well, Cactus you know who's Jack's hometown. Exactly. What'd you say? Cactus Jack's hometown, baby. Oh. That's okay. what he's doing. Although I am curious what Jimmy's slipping. Slipping Jimmy. His name's Slipping Jimmy. He didn't even write a, He didn't write anything to us. He just said... <laughs> From truth or consequences, New Mexico. I think he just but figures like that it. speaks that speaks for itself. I feel like he probably yeah. feels he needs no introduction when you're slipping Jimmy. Yeah, he could have at least gave us the old guns uh, fingers, bang bang, but he uh, gave us Doctor David Schultz uh, Dr. promo D. here. Yeah, he is not a redneck, and he's talking to Mean Gene, and this is from 1983. Ooh, wow, so, that's a deep uh, cut. Yeah, this could be a shoot or or something big. So I'm really looking forward to hearing this one. So thank you, Slip and Jimmy. And if you want to hear your promo of the week played on the air, shoot us a note at keepthekfabe414 at gmail.com or our direct messages on Facebook or Instagram at keepthekfabe. So without further ado, let's go over to Dr. David Schultz. Here he is. A native of Nashville, Tennessee, he is Dave the Redneck Schultz. Hold it right there, baby. Redneck. Redneck. Everybody's hollering redneck. All the fans are hollering redneck. I'm not no redneck, baby. I'm Dr. D. You know what a redneck is, all you people in the Windy City, baby. You know what a redneck is. That's a truck driver runs down the road, got his arm out the window because he ain't got no air conditioning, and he's got a truck driver suntan. He's a farmer that goes out in the fields. And plows from sun up to sun down, riding a John Deere tractor. And get your neck all red from the sun, baby. I ain't got no redneck, and I don't like it. I want to tell you people, don't call me redneck. Now, this guy comes out here holding his hand like he's got a claw, like he's going to do something to the doctor. Let me tell you something, big boy. If the doctor wants to go out, if he wants his head squeezed until he passes out, I can go to the doctor downtown and get something that'll put me out. Now, I'm going to put these mamas right here around you, baby. I'm going to put these mamas around that neck, and I'm going to squeeze you until your All head right. pops. If, if I may, I can live with Dr. D. Dave Schultz, let me say this. 
I know about your reputation in various parts of the country, even up in Canada. But here is a man, a seasoned veteran in Baron Von Raschke. What about your credentials? I want to hear about your past. Maybe I can sit out here. It takes me 24 hours, 24 hours on this national TV to run it down. How many championship matches I had, how many belts I've held. And it takes me all day long, and I ain't got that much time. But I'm six foot five, baby, 260 pounds of blue-twisted steel and sex appeal. And I'm a rich woman's lover and a poor girl's dream. So all you poor women out there, just keep dreaming on, baby, because you can't bother the doctor. Now, right. I'm waiting for the band, baby. You bring the claw on, and you try to put the doctor all down. All right, Chicago. before, baby. It ain't never I been done. I thank you, Dr. D, Dave Schultz, whatever, the man that is going to be testing Baron Von Raschke here in Chicago this coming Saturday night at the University of Illinois, Chicago, in the pavilion. What a tough customer that guy was. Scary guy. Yeah, I think he beat I'm, up some like reporter once or something. Yes, like, that was yeah, he was uh, a hard ass. That was uh Dark Side of the Ring episode, actually. Yep. I wanna say. Um and it was and it kind of made the reporter's career, didn't it? I think it did. I mean it's a notoriety, yeah, it did help. It wasn't you, it wasn't Geraldo or something like that. No, but I, I don't, mean it mm. was uh it was a guy fuck. I might have to look it up. Yeah, I mean, back in the day when stuff like that would happen, I mean, it's not like today where you can go on YouTube and just look up, you know, news flubs or reporters getting beat up. Back in the day when that happened, it was very, very rare and definitely heard of because just just imagine how that would travel through the news cycle. That was the only way for us to find out about it. He right? uh, it was John Stossel. He uh... Stossel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was a no name before that slap. But now he's big. Legend. He's, he he kind of, he, he, you know, he's talking shit about wrestling. What do you expect? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Better check yourself before you wreck yourself. I think I was missing something. I, I, I can't, I don't know. I'm kind of drawing a blank on what it was. I hope maybe one of you guys would remember what, what there's like a couple, two, three things that he probably was missing in life. You guys know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Mike might know what those are. Mike, can you fill us in? Do you know what Steve's talking about? So, yeah, I for sure do. Because lots of times in life, I actually have to stop, take a breath, and I actually say to myself, wait, do I need to check myself before I wreck myself? Ah, yes. I need to remember these three things. And that is to stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Ah, Triple H. Well, yeah, woo. I come with stuff, dropping bombs on your moms, kill car alarms. Do about crime, I'm that brother with the Alpine 3460. Always let tricks know, and freaks know, we got that endo. No, I'm not a sucker, sitting in a house of pain. And no, I'm not the butler, I'll touch ya, headbutt ya. You say you can't touch this, and I wouldn't touch ya. Punk, you a sucker, and I'll let you know, boy. Oh, boy, I make dope. But don't call me dope, boy, this ain't no kind of motion picture. I got your trigger, my homie get with ya, and hit Taking that gag to the neck, so you better run a shit. So come on and take it check yourself before you wreck yourself. Take it check yourself before you wreck yourself. Come on, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Cause shotgun bullets are bad for your health. This is such good shit.